like you said, go lucky niggas, man, when they get on, man. Oh, fuck me, man. You yeah, gon' play that role, man. Play it. It's like this, man. Let me tell these niggas something, dog. Keep it real, get your own shit, and be original. Good to say no more podcast, you know what I'm saying? We back with episode number 15, you know what I'm saying? Just hit y'all with that 14, you know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? My advice to you, you know what I'm saying? Health is wealth, you know what I mean? Hope, hopefully, everybody got some, you know, some good information from that, you know what I'm saying? And try to apply that to your everyday lives, you know what I'm saying? Because we was talking about like, you know, the health is wealth conversation is definitely not a conversation that's like really like expressed in hip hop in the culture, you know what I'm saying, as much as it needs to be. You know what I mean? So at the end of the day, you know, hopefully everybody's taking care of themselves, you know what I'm saying, eating right, trying to live right, you know what I'm saying? And if you need if you got something on your mind, don't be afraid to talk to somebody about it, you know, cuz your mental is just as important as your physical. You know what I mean? So just just a little couple words of advice, you know what I mean, to kind of touch on our little segment joint my advice to you. So Hope y'all enjoyed that episode. So we back to talk some more hip hop. You know what I mean? So what's good with you, B? How you? I'm good, man. Fresh off the yoga mat. Alright, alright. That's another that's another gem for y'all. You know what I'm saying? Get your stretching in. You know what I mean? You ain't gotta take it to the yoga steps if you can't do that, you know what I'm saying? Cause I know it'd be looking kinda intimidating, but everybody gotta start somewhere. It's always like room for beginners and a whole nine and all of that, you know what I'm saying? But anything to keep your body in the right shape and because the food out here that they giving you is not great and if you ain't even on that path because i know it costs money to eat healthy and to eat better and stuff like that but at the same time you know exercise is key you know what i'm saying and, and yoga be looking intimidating to a lot of people but it's just all about stretching and keeping your body loose and you know all of that so um i mean how you liking the class though I was doing it at home for like the last couple of years and it's like the first time in a class and it's a whole nother vibe, it's a whole nother energy. Plus, like you said, like when you're a beginner, you want to start off, you know, because it could be intimidating going to a class. So, you know, there's a lot of, um, you know, free videos on YouTube, you know what I'm saying? You can, you can use your phone to, to stream the videos or you can, you know, hook it up to your TV, your laptop, and you like a bigger screen, and, and, you know, just go on YouTube, and there's plenty of videos for beginners, you can learn all that, and then once you kind of feel like you're ready to go into a class, and even if, even if you go into class, you know, if it's a good class, nobody's going to judge you, you know what I'm saying, if you got a good teacher and a good vibe and good um, people around you, but at the same time, it is, it is difficult. Um, but as time goes on, you know, you get better at it. So I would definitely suggest, you know, even if you think it's like, you know, the people might think it's corny or maybe it's for girls, but I think it's for everybody. I, I'd like to see, you know, kids do that at school. You know what I'm saying? I know they got PE, but you had them kids do yoga in the morning before they, you know, start studying and, and getting in classes. And I think they'd have a whole nother energy and vibe. Um, just because it does kind of slow things down. So I, I, that, I guess my advice to you comes early today, you know what I'm saying? You know, um, you know, 
think about yoga, you know, got to start now, but, you know, we'll hopefully plant that seed, and it could come true or could not, but, you know what I'm saying, I, I definitely believe in it, um, more for, it's, I look at it in a spiritual way, not necessarily, in a, and obviously there are great health benefits, but to me personally, it's more of a spiritual journey because when you breathe, there's a lot of there's a lot of thoughts that actually get trapped. This is my opinion. I don't have any data on this, but a lot of a lot of your thoughts, especially negative thoughts, they kind of get trapped inside your body. So through breathing, through yoga, it actually kind of releases that that out of you. So you'll start to kind of feel different. You'll start to almost release that, you know, whether it's tension or stress or, or whatever it is that kind of gets bottles that bottles up inside you, whether it's your you know, in your legs, your hips, your arms, your brain, anywhere these it just kinda of feels like these things like, you know, they don't go anywhere. If you're not if you're not releasing it and like, you know, through meditation or through yoga or even through like working out, you know, or talking to someone. There's like different you know, I wanna say there's different ways to release that but I think yoga is definitely a, a, a positive um you know, positive thing. <clears throat> true indeed, true indeed. You know what I'm saying? My mom's been doing it for years, and um, she's been an instructor for a little while, too. You know what I mean? So I remember she challenged me one time, you know what I'm saying, talking about, like, I probably couldn't do it, this, that, and the third. And I was like, man, come on now. You know I'm an athlete, so I could try anything. You know what I'm saying? But I ain't going to front, man. You try to do one of them poses, you know what I mean, just off the back and don't know what you're doing. Yo, you start looking crazy out there. So everybody, if you're going to do it, just take your time, you know, check a video or something like that, some type of instruction or somebody that knows what they're talking about, you know what I mean, and then just go from there, you know what I'm saying? So <clears throat> that's good advice, you know what I mean? So um, that's what's up, you know what I mean? So um yo so what you wanted to get into you know what i'm saying today because i know we was uh you know offline we was talking about the swiss beats versus uh just blaze joint so i did get to check the video and take some notes but did you have anything else aside from that or like you know what I'm saying? Um, it's up to you did you want to get into that or did you want to get into other stuff it's, it's up to you Nah, we could jump right into that you know what i'm saying so um you know what i mean um what we're what we're referencing is the um two incredible especially if you if you're a fan of hip-hop you should already know you know who we about to bring up in this in this particular um conversation here and um two phenomenal producers definitely two of my favorite you know because i think one one thing that we we go back on certain things um especially there's a lot of music that we do know, and we, we like we said last time, we very much professionals at what it is that we're doing. But at the same time, impact is a lot, has a lot to do with, you know, how you see the culture and what the culture means to you. And these two guys here that we're about to speak about um, had a huge impact on us, especially to the culture and everything else. But in my eyes as a producer, you know what I'm saying? Like that, that really caught my ears and was just like, you know, I love MCs and I love writing and I used to write and this, that, and the third, and I still write to this day, but there was nothing like 
the beats for me. You know what I'm saying? Especially me coming up, uh, playing the saxophone for mad years and all of that. But these two dudes really caught my eye, and we're talking about Just Blaze and Swiss Beats. Um, they were two of the individuals that when I used to, I still cop CDs to this day. So when I would cop the CD, you know what I'm saying, I would rush for for like my favorite artists, whether it was like Busta Rhymes, you know what I'm saying, Jay-Z, Nas, um, whoever, DMX, you know, like I would just... You, there were certain people, like when we talked about Gangstar, you knew Primo was going to be on all of the Gangstar records. So there wasn't a chance that you were going to see a Just Blaze beat or a Swiss beat uh, track on any of those songs. But, you know what I'm saying, when when it came to these other people that did utilize these guys, you know, they they were... They they were the biggest. They were some of the biggest um, inspirations to me, as far as producing and to see these two juggernauts come together and do a battle that was just like it was free. It's still available on YouTube right now. All you got to type in is just Blaze versus Swiss Beats. Um, they did it with no, prom- not really too much promotion. The promotion was all themselves. You know what I'm saying? They utilized social media and you know, put it out there for the people. And they had it on like uh, Instagram live, uh, Facebook live. It was on a number of different platforms, uh, YouTube live, every, every free way that you could get it, it was out there and it's still out there right now. Um, the battle is actually about two hours and maybe 20 minutes. You know, there's, there's some brief moments of where they talk in between or whatever, but, um, Excuse me, with with these two guys meaning so much to me and B, you know what I mean? We just decided to, you know, rewatch it, go through it, uh, take some notes, and, and we're probably just going to go back and forth on, you know, record for record, what we thought about the battle, the whole night. But the battle was basically the battle of the beats. Both guys have experienced DJing, um, you know, parties and rocking shows and stuff like that. And they were pretty much bringing their skill sets on um turntable controllers which allowed them to if anybody's ever seen me dj you know what i'm saying or knows what i got i got the same type of thing and it allows you to it has pads at the bottom which are you know made famous by the npc and pretty much you're able to take a record and go further with it you know what i'm saying like you can add different cue points and things like that and when you're touching on these buttons you know what i'm saying like you can you can chop it in different ways even records that you've are that have already been sampled and chopped you might hear a drum a kick a snare and then you know you're able to take that and make something new from it live you know what i'm saying and these two guys knowing their music and their catalog the way that they did they did just that they gave you uh, sample ideas they gave you some unreleased records that we've never heard it was just an incredible night and this was the essence of hip-hop you know what i'm saying people just coming together something free it felt like something back in the day of things that we would hear of people just doing a you know a block party or or something just in the community where everybody came through and just rocked out and had a good time now these two guys are very wealthy, you know what I'm saying? So um, they just did it. I believe they did it at Swiss Beats house. And um, they just told a couple friends and everybody else just to have them inside. 
And from there, you know, they invited a couple people that they really rock with and everything else. It was out there streaming live for everybody to check out. So it was an incredible event. I definitely enjoyed it. B, how did you feel about it? Oh, man, it was um, it was amazing because, like you said, these, these are two of the top hip-hop producers of all time. Basically, and plus, you know, they're East Coast producers, you know what I'm saying? So they got their own they own sound and then I think what I, what I like about both both producers is you they have their own sound and I think that's very important because with hip hop, you know, you obviously everybody samples, everybody can, you know, have access to the same, you know, equipment, but it's how you use it, how you craft it, how you create your own, you know, your own sound because if you play a handful of Swiss beats you can you can kind of hear that signature sound just like just like Timbaland. You can kind of like, oh, that's a Timbaland beat. That's a Swiss beat. Judge Blaze, he has a he has a lot of different beats. You know, it's not you know he has a little bit of soul. He has you know a lot of um, up tempo. He has a lot of different songs. So um, you know, I, I, I fuck with both producers. Um, I think the first time I remember Swiss. Um, the first time I remember Swiss was probably the DMX CD, the first one. Cause I remember, you know, you know how I used to open up the the, the album cover and and read about all the stuff in there, and you see who did the beats. And I remember, you know, um, the Rough Riders anthem being like one of my favorite songs on there. And I think Swiss only did one song on there. I was yeah. like, damn, how come he didn't do more? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And then fast forward, he produced the bulk of DMX's second CD, which is my favorite, um, my favorite DMX CD. So, um, yeah, I actually loved it. Um, the sound quality wasn't great just because, you know, obviously it wasn't a professionally shot thing, but I'm still glad. It was definitely hip-hop history, and um, I kind of want to get into... If you if you want kind of like you know both the beats as far as like what do you think was a better beat and then what do you think was a better song? All right, we well, do that, and I got the list up here too. I kind of went up. And then and then quick question: Did did you have um, before we get into it? Did you have a favorite Swiss beat of all time? Damn. And a favorite Just Blaze beat. Um, damn man, that's a hard ass question to ask me right now. Um, and the crazy thing is, I have both of their um discographies up in front of me, which is insane to try to look at right now. Um, is there something that that is there something that like that you just couldn't something that immediately. Something that immediately stands out from Just Blaze, I'm going to be honest with you, it's a little newer. Um, well, within his, and it's it's crazy because it's not even a Jay-Z or um, something that stood out was Exhibit C. Like, that's one of, that's incredible. Exhibit C by Jay Electronica. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's just one of those, like, um, it just his, I love when Just speaks on a track you know what i'm saying he's not a he's not a rapper or anything like that but 
when just speaks, you know what I mean? He he has something to say. He always has something that he could bring to the record, whatever type of voice, because he's he's used his voice in a number of different ways on different songs, from Ghostface's The Champ to Jay-Z's um, Public Service Announcement and, um, you know, some records from Freeway and this, that, and the third. So he can use his voice in a lot of different ways. But that one right there where it's like, He's presenting this record as in the state of hip hop versus J Electronica. I present to you Exhibit C, like a piece of evidence, you know what I'm saying? And it's like everything that you want in a record, you know what I'm saying? The beat is hard, the lyrics are there, and it's 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 one of them joints that like it's a head nod, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's one of them joints that's so powerful. It almost makes you, like, tear up when you hear the sample and just the music itself. Like, that shit is just incredible. I, one of my favorite records that he's done, um, I mean, there's countless others, like Touch the Sky, the intro that he did to Dynasty, you know, um, Public Service Announcement by itself, Um you know, he he's just done some incredible stuff. And to touch on just really fast, um, the first time that I knew who Just Blaze was or saw his name was Who Want What on Beanie Siegel's The Truth album. And I've always loved that song. It came in, it was just different. You know what I'm saying? And I was like, damn, who, the, who did this shit? And come to find out i'm looking at his uh his his stuff right here the for his first placement on rockefeller was who want what with beanie siegel so um that was my first time seeing his name in a book um obviously you already told the same i had the same experience with swiss you know what i'm saying and that was uh um you know what you call it uh rough riders anthem um now to go to swiss uh I didn't have It's Dark and Hell is Hot, but so my first time um, opening a book and seeing it, I knew who he was from seeing my uncle's stuff. And I did have the Locks CD. I never knew whoa, how whoa, I got... Whoa, 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 Back to, You didn't have... You didn't have a first DMX? Nah. Nah, man, I moved... Yo, I was in... Uh, I, that was uh, ninth grade, so... Were you in jail, nigga? <laughs> nah, nigga. Like basically, so I was in I was in the hood still, and then we just moved out to um we moved out to the uh to Blairstown, you know what I'm saying? Like the white area and shit. And um I was going to the predominantly white school and I had everybody had DMX and it was always played around me. I knew it front to back. And every time I would go to the park, you know what I'm saying, all the all the you know drug dealers that was sitting around while we was playing ball, that's what was knocking all the time. My uncles had it, my cousins had it, so I just never had the CD. Plus, my mom's my mom's wasn't trying to let me get no DMX. By the time I did get the tape, she was mad that I was playing it because she always wanted to know what I was listening to. So I never had the official album until years and years later because my cousin had it, so I would just borrow my cousin's shit. So I, I looked in there to see it, so I just never had it. But I did have Busta Rhymes, Extinction Level Event. She let me fuck with Busta because she liked Busta. 
Uh, she didn't know too much about DMX and um, until years later and shit. But yeah, it was extinction level event, and he did. I knew who he was, and then I saw that he did tear the roof off and just give it to me raw. Tear the roof off was my shit, and I had this. I had the um. I had the single before. It, and you remember when the singles used to come in the cardboard and you just slide the tape out and shit like. I forgot yeah. what, I forgot what was on the other side, but Tear the Roof Off was the single off of that shit. That was my shit. And then Bam from TV. Um, damn, yo. We getting into what... Uh, yo, Bam from TV. Shit. That, it that might was, be. That's one of them songs where... Because back then, you, you know, you, you couldn't download it. Nigga. Probably, I don't know. That Probably shit was... Nah, I would nigga. say that's the song. That's one of them songs where that's you don't cop the album just because of that song. Nigga, I heard like, there was albums. There was albums back then where if you hear one song, that was enough to just have it just so you can play that song. I was in the basement and my my cousin Aaron. He he's the nigga that DJed. And he used to DJ at all the clubs and all the uh, little club parties and shit like that that we used to have. And he, my cousin was the flyest nigga I knew. He was older than my other cousin that was the flyest nigga I knew. But this nigga had the, um, he had he already had his turntables. He was the only nigga I knew that had tattoos. He was a boxer. Um, my cousin Aaron and shit. And he had a fucking, he had a Mazda, um, what's that shit, uh, RX-7. Yeah, he had the old school RX seven with the fit two fifteens in the back, and his shit was red. And he was in the, I was in the basement of my cousin's crib, and he was he was outside washing his car. That's where the basketball rim was and shit. And I remember we was down the stairs playing video games or some shit, man, just just chilling, whatever we was doing. And all I just heard was that shit just come. That shit was just knocking like banned from TV and I was just like I ran upstairs son like yo what the fuck is that that's one of them records that was just like you had to stop what you was doing when you heard that shit and blew my fucking mind blew my mind son I was it was a rap like I knew the whole shit I learned everybody verse you know what I'm saying like um that shit was so ill it was so raw man like um <laughs> yo me Shout out to because a lot of people, you know, a lot of there's a lot of legendary guys on this song, but Nature did his thing, you know what I'm saying? Like, yo, should I hold back or should I repertoire? (laughs) Like, to to start off a song with these heavy hitters, yo, you know what I'm saying? He held it down, you gotta put your all into it, and he definitely he, he did his thing, and Nature's definitely. The underrated um, rapper. His first CD was dope. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't like a that classic. That shit is hard, nigga. I was listening to that shit. Had a lot of great, <laughs> had a lot of great songs on there. Nas made a little man. He must have rapped like seven bars. Dog. Like he didn't give him a full verse. Like. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> he like, yo, that was probably that was probably not his shortest verse. Man, that shit, regardless of rain or snow, sleet or hell, I kick street tails, choking niggas like I'm Spreewell. Like, yo. (laughs) Yo, that shit was so hard, man. Everybody brought it on that song, son. Like, that shit was just ill, man. That might be it, man. And you know why? Because that's not even how the beat's supposed to go. 
That's actually the intro of the beat, and Nori didn't know that. He just kept, he had his engineer just keep looping that shit. That's not even how the beat's supposed to go. And Swiss was like, what the fuck did y'all do when he heard it? And he just loved the song, so he just left it like that. Oh, word? Yeah. Yep. Nori told that story on Drink Champs, and that blew my fucking mind, yo. I couldn't believe that shit. Man, incredible. Yeah, that, that probably... I mean, there's so many ones out there, you know what I'm saying? Like, obviously, the Money Cash Holes. Coming to Age 2 is one of my favorites that Swiss has ever done. Um, you know, I mean, come on now. I can't Cam, even... Didn't your body cam, bro? Yo, yo, I forgot. I think on Joe's podcast, they was asking who had the best band from TVverse, and everybody said Nature because, because of exactly what you said. Because he... Because if you think about the other guys that are on the record, obviously they had to like, you know what I'm saying, he had to hold his own. But to do that and then just get out the way and you still remembered his shit. That's why they kept joking. Like, they'd be like, yo, should I, should I show the repertoire? <laughs> like, like, niggas wasn't saying that shit back in the, just on some repertoire. Like, like this nigga you know, nature was and crazy. Now I think about it, Nori was not, no style on Nori, because Nori's my guy. I, I cop all his CDs, well, not all his CDs. The first, I'll say I cop the first two CNNs, mm-hmm. and then the first two Nori's. Because Melvin, Melvin's Front to Hustle was, a, was an unrated, um, underrated CD, but. I think his birth was an afterthought, dog. It was. You know what I'm saying? Like, by the time he got to, I mean, not to say he didn't spit, but yeah, now I'm thinking about it, you know, him and Punk, because, you know, like, I can't really rate Jaden and, and, um, and Styles, because they, you know, they did their one-two thing. Yeah, the back and forth shit. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's, I, it's I always ill when they do that. Do like that. I'll be pretty dope. Um, oh yeah, that'll be fire. I'm pretty sure they I'm sure they got enough records together that, that they can they could put something together. You know what I'm saying? So but um yeah, so you know those those are my favorite joints uh, that I could think say, of. I'll say my favorite twist is probably down bottom. Mm, that's a great one. And then um I know like with just, I mean, there's a million to pick from, but I think, um, I think hypnotic is my favorite just voice. That's a hard one. That's a that's. Because he went totally left on. I mean that. Yeah. That just showed me that he's got he can do anything. Once I heard hypnotic, and then yeah. you know, because a lot of a lot of beats they don't let the beat drop or let it ride out. You know, and that's why I fuck with that song a lot because. You know, when a beat is hard, you know, let it let it get some little bit more time on the track. You're not every single beat, obviously, but that's what I think. Those are probably my two favorite from each. I'm gonna come up with a I'm gonna come up with a top five for them, but definitely now that I'm thinking about it, that you mentioned that one, um, what you call it? You don't know is man, and we're gonna get into that. We're gonna get into a lot of stuff that I was a little upset with just. For in in regards to this battle, because he could have he could. <laughs> I look, man. Oh, yo, yo. Just, come on, ju- man. Look, man. Look, he just. Hey, like, you, you heard Swiss. He can't wear goggles. He, 
<laughs> you gotta have, I would say this, you gotta have like some sweats, like a hoodie. You gotta have like, he, you can't wear like a button up and goggles. <laughs> you he know just, what I'm saying? Yeah, well, like, he got out the 2017 Lamborghini, you know what I'm saying? That's, that's, he drops Swiss off at the pad, you know what I mean, in that joint. But um, you know, I ain't gonna get into Justice Style, you know what I'm saying? He be he. No, no, we used Style on his style, but the goggles was <laughs> the, the goggles was bugged out, man. They was, but you know, I'm I'm gonna say this about the battle overall. Um, in my personal opinion, I believe that Swiss won, um, because of the evening, um. And I think just could have picked just could have picked better songs to go definitely, with. That, you know what I'm saying? Because um while while I was sitting here rewatching the battle, um, I was going through my my catalog that I have and I was just like, uh, let me let me go ahead and like you know, put together the playlist, you know, so I could just ride out to this, just the back and forth as the battle would have played just the records, you know what I'm saying? And come to find, there was like maybe three or four records that I had to go find. Um, just because this is like, I can't even tell you how many, how many libraries I've gone through as far as my iTunes library, but, um, you know, without having to actually go get the damn CD and go through all of that shit and load it up. Um, so I was able to complete it, but, um, yeah, when I was just going through and I love Swiss, you know what I'm saying? But when you look at the, the, the amount of records that just has done, yo, there's, there's no way that he, he should have let Swiss beat him. No way. Not, not with the shit that he has and he didn't play. He just did. Well, let me ask you a question. Like, do you think you're at a more of an uh, advantage if you, like, say, say if we in a beat battle, right? Mm-hmm. And then if I'm always going first, do you think you have an advantage if you're going second? Because it's like, okay, you know, like this is what I'm playing, and then you come back and you try to top. You it. know, I I kind of thought I. I kind of thought that, but you know, you got you would have to ask the battle rapper the same thing. And no, uh, when it comes to the battle, no, that's not it's not necessarily complete advantage because, excuse me, um, you know, what I mean, you could uh, if you go first and you knock them out, then what? If you throw the first punch, well, and you no, knock because it's, well, it's different with rapping because you obviously come into your you come into the to the table with pre-written bars so you're already know, like we already gonna know who's gonna win after we hear all the bars because we've never heard the bars before mm-hmm. now if these were like new beats that no one's ever heard then I think that would be different because then it's like okay we can judge off of what was actually a better beat you know what I'm saying yeah like, I mean it, I get that part know, but like, he yeah, just I mean if I play one thing and then Obviously, it can be a classic, but then he can't. Well, you're right. I mean, I guess I can see it both ways because it's like you still have your repertoire. You're not repertoire, but you still have your you have your beats. And you yeah, know you know you know what you yeah, got. No, no, that makes sense. Yeah, you know what you got. Like you said a lot of this shit he didn't even. Yo, he, even he did. Yo, he ain't even play what you call it. Um, you know what I'm saying? Uh, he ain't even play. Son, there's so much shit he ain't play. Like, um. What's the name? Uh, like the one I just said off of Blueprint. Um, you don't know. 
Like that right there, because that like so Swiss, this is how Swiss I think he ultimately won without us going too much into um, you know, the records and stuff like that. What I think what I think I wanna do, um, not to like stray away from it, but I think I kinda wanna break this podcast up because I wanna give this one time because I'm I'm gonna enjoy going back and forth with the beats and stuff like that. So I think what we should do just for time's sake, we'll give this like the setup of everything and our analysis of it. And then we'll go through the records like um, the next time we record. Is that cool? Okay. All right. Yeah. So, um, yeah, my analysis of the battle was um, Swiss is Swiss. Just their, their, um, their demeanors and their personalities are very different. But that showcase that shows through the battle, you know what I'm saying? And um, they like one of the moments where Ero was like kind of, you know, like hyping it up and was like, yo, just like you still, you know, you you ready over there this, that and the third, blah, blah, blah. And just is like, you know, well, I speak with my hands. I speak with the music, you know what I'm saying? So Swiss was talking with the music you know what i'm saying when he was playing certain records and it's like he didn't necessarily have to get on the mic and talk shit to just but it was like um what's that one record he played i run shit here you just live here i run shit here you just live here so he's playing the record that's a cold-blooded and which is an unreleased record of him and Pusha T which um I don't know if that if we're ever going to get that, but that shit sounded hard. But um yeah, he was u- utilizing that and it's like just could have did the same thing and they were freestyling. That's another thing that needs to be known. They were freestyling, there was no real structure or anything like that. Um it was supposed to be like, you know, like a whole it was supposed to basically supposed to be like structured to where you did some sort of you know, your samples, if you had them, um, then you were supposed to, you know, play hit for hit, you know what I'm saying? Um, then it was supposed to be like a live session of what it is that you would do as far as DJing. So I think if they were to go back at it, I think just would have a different, I think it might be a different outcome. Um, I look at, I look at, let's just think about Timberland, like Timberland's a performer, you know what I'm saying? He has, he has albums where he's rap, you know, he has a lot, he has a Timberland Magoo couple CDs, he has um, his own solo CDs, and even thinking about that, um, just, just him knowing how to, to perform songs and and I think he he'd have more energy than Just Blaze. So I think Just mm-hmm. Blaze is more of a producer that'll bring in you know to create the records and yeah. you know just play the music. And then Timberland, he's probably gonna be up and you know like what was that that Black Album movie? Um, um, uh, we were just talking about it on the last podcast that Jay Z um, fade to black, that, um, fade to black. Yeah, you know how he was up with, you know, the banana groove into it, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> you know, like, he, I think he would bring that same energy that Swiss has. So I think 
Um, if we're talking about performance and, and, and making people believe in a song, I think that would be a better fit because I just don't see Just because Just wasn't he he wasn't hype enough and he has some of the hype like that I'm not saying his beat things there, but it's just like I think maybe his personality and yeah. a battle. Yeah, that's that's what I mean. Doesn't, that's doesn't match. Yeah, I mean I feel you. I feel you. Yeah. That's um because he like you know what I'm saying? Like with with him, he, he, when he said that to Eroy, he's like, "Yeah, I speak with the music." If he, the problem with a lot of his records is people don't recognize the sample. You know what I'm saying? Because when he first played "Rock the Mic," I didn't know that's where he got the "Rock the Mic" from. You know what I'm saying? From that sample, and I caught it once he started messing with it a little bit. Like once I, I was like. I'm like, oh, okay, that's where he got. I'm like, that shit is ill. So I'm in the crib feeling like that. I'm like, hype. I'm like, all right, all right. You know what I'm saying? And then Swiss was like, yo, 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 yo. We in this place to have fun and have a good time. So stop with the cool shit, just standing around. He was like, when just start playing this shit, he was like, you know, let he was like, let him know that you feeling what it is. You know what I'm saying? And that's the thing, just like you said, because of his personality, he's not going to do that. But Swiss seen where that was going, and, you know, that's that's the most help that he could have gave him. You know what I'm saying? He wasn't going to sit here and try to win it for him, but it's very different than when he put the, um, you know, his the bangers on, because that's that's another thing, too. The way the, the, way the Swiss does his beats, you know what I'm saying? His shit is meant to hit. Swiss doesn't really stray away from some shit that's going to make you dance. You know what I'm saying? That's that's literally what he's trying to do. Even if he, you know what I'm saying, whatever he says, you know, the words that he could, when you hear Swiss's voice on a, on a track, you you're something's going to happen. You're either going to get hyped, um, you know what I'm saying? Uh, perfect example, Party Up. You you think the song is trash, this, that, and third, da-da-da. But that beat is so hard. You know what I'm saying? Like, he could just keep running that shit back. You're going to get hyped. You're going to have to get hyped. Like, it's it sounds like a fucking alarm. It sounds like something is just going off, and it's just the... Dun, 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 dun. He could just keep running that shit back until everybody starts getting hyped. And then to hit, when DMX does the whoa, and then just and the beat finally hits, man, that shit people go crazy. You know what I'm saying? Like sometimes just has them joints that he needs to play like the original version of Oh Boy, right? You know the I'm going down as he's playing that. You know what I'm saying? People are like, oh shit! Like they didn't even know that's where that shit came from. You know what I'm saying? I, I the first time I heard him flip that, I had no idea that's where he actually got it from because it's that's a song that everybody knows. That song is so big, you know what I'm saying? Especially what Mary J. Blige did to it and everything. And it's just, you know, but when he started flipping it, that's when you heard the crowd like, oh shit. Like that's if he could have did that a lot more with the other records, then it would have Man, he he could have had the crowd in a whole different, you know, mindset and just just held on to them a little bit more. But you know, sometimes I think his his execution wasn't the greatest when it came to 
you know, putting the records up. Not to not to style on it in any way, because, you know, if you love the music, then you love the music. You know what I'm saying? So at the end of the day, you're going to you're going to enjoy it. You know what I'm saying? Watching the battle no matter what, just because it's going to take you back to a certain time. It's definitely about it's definitely a battle for people that, um, you know, especially our age, you know what I'm saying, anywhere in your mid-30s or whatever, you know what I'm saying, just because you grew up in that time where that music was just the crazy shit. And then they play a lot of new shit, you know what I'm saying? I love the fact that they switched it up and went R&B with it, you know what I'm saying, to show their versatility. That part right there, I ain't gonna front. I think Swiss kind of, you know, that Swiss, Swiss did seem like he had more of an advantage going after you know what i'm saying yeah yeah that's what i'm saying he like did. When, he, when he got into certain like you said when he got into r&b um like swiss knew okay i'm gonna if he hit me with this i'm gonna hit him with that and like i said part of it because it's like it's like a reaction to something that because like i said like it could have if they it could have been a little different maybe if just one second and then with even with Swiss's the way he um, the way he controlled the crowd and controlled the the tempo and, and the show that could have fell in his favor as far as just would get in maybe a little bit more um, you know not saying like a flat out win for Swiss but at least more like okay this was closer than we thought mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? well you know what let's let's go ahead and start to discuss some of the songs though um, let's All let's right, go from can, the jump. Rock the mic versus all the love, all for the love. All right, so what do you think is a better beat? Uh, uh, man, I would say a better beat. Um. And we're talking about these are the records we're discussing right now. We're talking about Rock the Mic, which is off of the State Property soundtrack, uh, features Beanie Siegel and Freeway, and versus All for the Love off of the Locks soundtrack. And I believe this is Jada Kiss's first solo record. Um, if we want to go by favorite, All for the Love is my favorite between those two um because i remember hearing that and that was like my it was hard because that was like my favorite shit even though money power respect was one of my favorite joints you know what i'm saying so for that to completely just take over my feelings and thought process when i heard that record that was one of the ones that was like just crazy rock the mic that's more of a party record get you hype record um i love the record i've always loved the song it's very it's very old school style you know what i'm saying just two people two mcs rocking the mic like just from the words everything it it embodies hip-hop the culture you know what i'm saying and it's i love it you know what i'm saying i have i have no um no problem with that song ever. If I if I hear it right now, I'll jam to it. You know what I'm saying? That that's my shit. Um so it's 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 a 
is a party song versus a deeper song. Um, uh, yeah, I would have to go with All for the Love. You know what I'm saying? My personal opinion. Um, how about how about you? What you feel? Yeah, I'm gonna go with All for the Love for um, better beat, better song. You know, Data Kiss. I think this was like his first solo. You know, obviously it was a lot first album, but. Mm-hmm. It, you know, like, you know, when you stand out in your group, you know, you typically will, will sign more. And I think Jada definitely was like the method man of the group. You know what I'm saying? That he kind of rose to the top of the locks. And, um, yeah, I definitely want to say um, the the Jada Kiss song. You know, I think he says some shit like, your, 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 your beams is red, mine is fluorescent type. I was like, yo, this. This guy is good, you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? So I, I mean, I'll, I'll definitely, I'll give it the course on that, on that round. That, at least that, that, that um, first song. Yeah, that was one of my favorite Kiss songs, you know what I'm saying? That's what, that's what, you know, for a lot of people that, that weren't, you know, really, really, really up on Jada yet, you know what I'm saying? This, this made you, this made you pay attention to him and, and it kind of pushed it for, you know, when you started to hear him on the Rough Rider um albums and stuff like that it was like you you knew why he was getting the solos you know what i'm saying and it was like yo jada's jada's ill you know what i mean and he's he's gonna bring it so um yeah yeah i i love that one um ain't ain't too much more to say about it because i was like the very first one off the jump um we can go on to the next one the rock just fire versus ban from tv I'm gonna tell you right now, this was hard. Um, cause you got Cam on both songs. Um, this is this is hard. This is this is my thing. Like, Bad from TV is a classic song. Mm-hmm. One of the best, you know, posse. I guess you call you could call them posse cuts. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. I, I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna just give it to better song, better beat to band from TV. It just, it just, it just stands out more. You know what I'm saying? Like even though these are both classic songs and probably the best songs on those albums, but things see like that's what I was kind of saying. Like you know when you go second, because that was a hard. Like if you just put out just fire. That's a hard song to beat, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, Band from TV, it, I just think it, it washed it just because it's it just it's just a better song overall, better, you know. Just, I even know, like, Beams, it is, it is, I think, lyrically, even, even like, even Bleak, my break on Fresh Off, it, I think even Bleak did it, you know what I'm saying? So... Lyrically, I would say they're not far apart mm-hmm. as far as like even like just the song in general. Band from TV is always gonna be just like um what is that like um what is that on the Don Cartagena CD um the what is that song um, Just Blaze kind of like that it's like a Just Blaze um Johnny Blaze John Blaze or whatever Johnny Blaze um, yeah. We- I, yeah, yeah, it's one of those songs. So I, I would give it to Band from TV just because it's like on that tier, that level. Even though, um, you know, I, I love 
Yeah, it was hard to go against it. And this this kind of showcases what you was talking about as far as Swiss being able to go second because um, it's like you're hearing what the first dude is about to do and then you're going afterwards. So you're able to match it up with something that's, that you just know is going to go off a little better. Now, that is the case. So far, so so far we've but got. Not every, yeah, but not every. Yeah, I would yeah. say that that was a theme, but I don't want to say that was the main theme because yeah, just did not lose every single beat. Because so we're gonna I talk about this. Just, yeah. this dynasty intro versus fuck you by the locks. I love fuck you by the locks like that shit. If you hope you wouldn't make it, fuck you. Talk with a heart full of hatred, fuck you. Only my man blood sacred cocksucker, fuck you. Like, that shit is, yo, what? Like, that, that, to start the album off, and that just, that, that shit is incredible, yo. Like, I love that shit. That shit is just hard body, son. Like, that's the epitome of hard body. But, but, it's a dynasty, niggas. Wait, quick question. Hmm. Before we get into that, mm-hmm. do you think best locks with song, right? Are we, are we agreeing, like, on that CD, on a We Are The Streets? Wait, wait, say that one more time. All right, the Fuck You song. Mm-hmm. That's not, in your opinion, do you think that was the best Swiss beat on that album? Because he did, like, like 70% of the album or 80%. Because um, I think, I mean, just think about the single, like, Wild Out. I think the Wild Out was a better beat. Wild, Wild Out was incredible. That shit was the song for the streets. Um, uh, Can I Live is hard. Man, that shit just that shit is you yeah, know, Swiss, I mean, I, he's I in a different I bag. Thought, I don't know if he, he if he said that maybe he thought that was the best song from that CD, but I think Wild Out would have did pretty good. Man, uh, but I'll, I'll let you finish because I, I I got you know what I'm saying with, with this with this round. Yeah, Wild Wild Out was ill. Blood pressure. Woo. The headphones is on fire this time around. Yo, that shit. Swiss, no. I can't say Fuck You is the best one on there. It's a great way to start the album off. Incredible, yes. But, um, bring it on. Like, that chic solo, uh, if you know. Yeah, like, it's one of the best. But it, I, I think Wild Out is definitely, um... Wild Out is probably one of the best beats. It's it's like if if you want to go three, I would give it to uh, Fuck You, Can I Live, and Wild Out. Well, no, Fuck You, Wild Out, and Blood Pressure. Yeah, yeah, I probably give it to them three. Um, as far as if I'm just going three off of there. Um, but yeah, back to um, the Dynasty intro. I remember when I got that CD. I 
I didn't even listen to the CD the first. I, I kept running this song back over and over and over and over again. Like, I'm like Stevie Wonder with beads under the do-rag. Intuition is there even when my vision's impaired. Yeah. <laughs> like, what? like what? Yo, no one I, I can go really just switching this. Nigga, I never really tied that to Stevie. <laughs> and then Stevie Wonder got the album Intervisions. Yo, <laughs> no one I could go just switching the spare on a highway of life. I'm like. Um, something um in the trenches, feeling adventure. No, some any time of Enos was mentioned, um, something about his life, and he was like, um, him living adventurous, me not dealing. Yo, his his shit was like, I, I, I it was hard. It was like Jay, like what the fuck, like what is this album about to be about when you're saying this type of shit. And that shit was dark, and it was just like, yo, I don't know what I'm about to get from this album at all. You know what I'm saying? That shit was just crazy, and I saw the name. I'm like, this nigga just blaze. I was like, whoever, like, I knew who he was, obviously, but I'm like, Jay, you got to hold on to this dude, because he is a problem. Like, this... Hands down. There's not even really any debating. There's nothing to talk about. Like, we, we know who won this one. Point blank, period. That's how I feel about it. How you feel about it? Yeah, um, this was, this was, uh, um, this was like a home run with, with the Dynasty intro. I think with the Lock song, Fuck You, is more like a, you know, like a, like a base hit, you know what I'm saying? I think I think Swiss didn't he wasn't ready for that dynasty intro. I I didn't think Just was gonna bring it out that that early, but that that was definitely a, a grand slam. That arguably Jay, I don't know, like do you think that's Jay's best um best intro? Mm. Jay's best intro? Because mine mine is that um well, that a million and one. Yeah, one. I was I'm about to say that that. <laughs> yo, you can't, man. Especially the extended one. Yo, um, that I'm a We gotta, I gotta, we gotta make, we gotta do like we did back in the day when we made the long version of uh, the long version of um, what you call it uh. Dead presidents, cause my dead presidents. I told yeah. you my shit is eight minutes. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, um, we gotta put because the, with the remix, you get the other joint. That's not the motherfuckers can't rhyme no more. You know, there's a third beat. It's um, it's the it's the remix. It's the um, man. I gotta find that single, dog. Like, I gotta. Rem- I think I know what you're talking. About. I gotta remember though. Yeah, that shit is hard. Like, um, it, Primo did three beats for that shit. 
And I, I gotta, I gotta, man, hell yeah. Like that's, that's another thing. We'll get into that when we get into, you know, the whole, um, primo shit. So, um, yeah, nah, um, <clears throat> I'll say, um, a hundred percent. We, we already know that that's, that's, that that's definitely one of Jay's, uh, top intros a hundred percent. But, um, yeah, before we get out of here and cut the episode short real quick, you know what I'm saying? We'll do one more. And, um, you know, this, this will kind of even things up to me in my opinion, because I don't know, it depends on how you feel about it, but show you how to do, show you how to do this versus Jigga, my nigga. I'm going to tell you right now. Jigga, my nigga, I would say, I, I would say I probably, I probably played. Jigga my nigga more because when I copped the the first Rough Riders volume one, um, I played that C D every day, you know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. I think that got more spins off of that. Mm-hmm. But it did get old and repetitive, but it was still a great song. Um Show I You How to Do still, This. Show You How to Do This is a is a way better song. I just think I played Jigga My Nigga way more and it's probably a bigger song in general just because of, you know, that Rough Riders volume one was probably one of the most anticipated um, CDs that come out in a long time because it's like you got all these niggas on this label and then you got Swiss behind the boards. I mean, this is like, like you have to, you have to cop this. I think they was even selling a Rough Riders shirt inside the booklet if I'm... If I'm not mistaken, you could have. Oh, I yeah. never caught. That was my my biggest mistake I ever made was never copying gear. Then, like you could buy like gear um, through the CD. You know, if you cop the CD, you you know you open it up and you can actually order stuff. This is before the internet, which is not before the internet, but you know niggas didn't have like computers. You know what I'm saying? So um, yeah, but I, I'll, I'll I'll get us to to just. Um, definitely, I'll definitely get it to Just for that round. Yeah, I'm definitely giving it to Just because that shit right there, like, don't get me wrong, I love Jigga My Nigga, I love it, like, I played it so much, but that damn show you how to do this, son, that was, and you know what, you know what bothered me too when I was younger, when I realized that Jay took the, you know, Snoop's lyrics and shit, like, just, and kind of flipped them. I was just like, man, like you just kind of took with Swiss with uh Snoop already started saying not the style on it or whatever, but um when I look at you it's two Jay-Z songs and even though this was like a bonus track when we were getting ready to get that whole album, son, we play you you remember we was in the we played the fuck out of this record. That shit all the mixtapes that we used to make, we had this shit on there like three different times on three or four different CDs. Like that song was incredible. That was that was definitely some some shit for the streets. And then the the come on man, the part where he stops, he'd be like, put a little in the baggie, put a little in the purse. <laughs> you know, you, that, know, you yeah. know what else is a common theme I've noticed is because. Jay Z was an underlying theme in this too because if you play a Jay Z song, mm-hmm. you got to come back with a Jay Z song because exactly. Jay Z is a huge art. I, 
that was part of something that was kind of like not spoken. Yeah. But pulling out a Jay-Z song, you had to match it with a Jay-Z song. So I think part of Swift's thinking was like, damn, he, he was on Rockefeller, but my shit was so hot that he had to come to Rough Riders Mm. You know what I'm saying to get to get our shit. We gonna get we gonna um, get into that. That's gonna be yeah. that's gonna be another part of the conversation because they mentioned it. Because Swiss says some slick shit. You know what I mean. So, uh, but yeah, look, check. We gave you the my advice to you real quick. You know what I'm saying. We gonna go ahead and cut it here. Look, if you listening to the podcast and you haven't watched the battle, we haven't even we we started a little bit, but we got much more to get into. Obviously, this is something that we super passionate about, so we want to take our time with it. We don't want you know force feed everything because it's gonna be a pretty. This won't be one of them long ones, you know what I'm saying? So we pause, you know what I mean? But we appreciate y'all rocking with us, you know what I mean? B, you want to say anything to the people before we bounce? Um, uh, yeah, have a have a good. Good, um, blessed week. You know what I'm saying. Word, word. Um, blue clothing shelter, man. That's that's what it's about, man. Keep it, keep it simple. You know what I mean. Straight up, straight up. All right, with that, we out of here. Say no more. Y'all be easy. One hundred. Yo, it's your boys, Alan B. You know what I'm saying. We hate to interrupt the podcast right now, but we have a you know very very special announcement. You know what I'm saying? Your boys are on Spotify. That's right. The Say No More podcast is officially on Spotify. You know what I'm saying? So anywhere that you get your podcast, you know what I'm saying, you can definitely check us out. So there's no excuses. You know what I mean? So definitely still rock with us. You know what I mean? Go ahead and hit that subscribe button. And if you like it, you know, definitely tell a friend. All episodes will be up there. You know what I'm saying? For y'all to check out. You know what I mean? We got Podomatic. You know, which is where we started. That's the host of everything. But, you know, it's always good to expand out there. You know what I'm saying? We're trying to keep this this show moving. You know what I'm saying? We'll be on the YouTube pretty soon. So you can catch us. I'm going to give you all the handles right now. You can catch us at the Say No More podcast on everything except for Twitter. So the Say No More Podcast on IG, the Say No More Podcast on Facebook, you know what I'm saying? And on Twitter, it's the Say No More Pod, you know what I'm saying? So T-H-E-S-A-Y-N-O-M-O-R-E, and it's either pod on Twitter or podcast. And if you want to send us any questions, anything like that, and follow up with us, send us some topics, anything, the Say No More Podcast at gmail.com. You want to hit them with a B? Yeah, yeah, catch us on Google Music, Apple, Spotify. We even got some joints on SoundCloud. I know it ain't, it ain't super updated, but you can catch some joints on there, too. But so definitely keep, keep how we do this. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, yo, once again, let's get back to the show, all right? You. You. Yo, what's good? What's good? It's the Say No More Podcast. You know what I'm saying? We back. This is episode 15, part two. You know what I'm saying? We started it off last last time, you know what I'm saying? We was getting into the Just Blaze versus Swiss Beats joint. You know what I'm saying? Had a um had a good conversation, you know what I'm saying? Definitely a good podcast rolling and all of that. But you know, always back to talk about some more hip hop. Been a lot of things going on, so we might have to put the rest of the Blaze and Swiss Beats on pause for a second, cause, you know, Hip-hop been, you know, it's been a crazy week for the culture, you know what I mean? I know I know you got some topics. I got a bunch of topics, you know what I'm saying? So, um, fuck it, man. Let's just get started. What's good, though? I'm chilling, man. How you been? 
Cooling, man. Cooling. Trying to, you know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm feeling good, man. I, off the back, just want to say, um, man, Daytona. Day- yeah, we got to We got to hop right into it. Woo. Daytona. Pusha. I, I want to say, though, before we get started, I want to, um, I want to first talk about the album cover. Okay. Um, I want to. I want to actually name this podcast hashtag Push This Change Album Cover. Ooh. Um, you know what I'm saying? Like, like at first, like this is the crazy shit. You know how shit drop online mm-hmm. and you look for it. Mm-hmm. You know. So I'm thinking I'm gonna just notice the cover right off the bat, mm-hmm. and I'm like scrolling up and down. I'm like. Yo, this shit ain't dropped yet. And then <laughs> I'm like, what? What the fuck? Yeah. Wait, is this right? Talk so about it. So then I like, I clicked on it. And then I'm like, yo, what is this shit? Yeah. So I thought, I was like, okay, that's kind of interesting. But then I find out, you know, actually yesterday, I think it was yesterday, mm-hmm. that that was like a pic I don't know if it was the same bathroom that Whitney Houston passed away in. No, it's not. But it was a picture of uh, her bathroom when she was going through that really rough time in her life. Mm-hmm. So, because a lot of stuff was leading up, because I did watch a couple interviews before the album dropped, and, you know, Pusha kept saying, you know, Kanye West paid like 80000 85000 to get some cover art, I was like, yo, that's crazy, you know what I'm saying? Because Pusha had his own cover, he said, before the album dropped. Mm-hmm. So right then, he was kind of saying whatever's coming up is going to be on Kanye. Now, I don't know if Pusha knew the source or what it was beforehand, mm-hmm. but if he did, I, I think that's kind of foul. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't agree with the cover, I think it's important. Like, it's very poor choice to to do. I'm not sure what the statement is meaning. I don't It's not, you know, Daytona and I cover the album listening to it. The cover doesn't really match up. And I think we got to respect Whitney Houston, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, my mom always had that plan, you know what I'm saying? Or at least I used to see a lot of videos um, growing up and... You know, she she means a lot to to the world. You know what I'm saying? Her voice, her legacy, her music. She's a she's an icon. You know what I'm saying? I know, you know, things didn't go so well for at towards the end before she passed. But we can't disrespect we can't disrespect Whitney Houston at all. And I think the cover. I think that changed. To be honest, that changed the album. I mean, we're gonna talk about the album. But I think that I think they really should look at trying to change the cover, and I, I like to hear why, you know, why that was a choice and what. I, I just I don't like it to be honest. I, I think it's I think it's terrible. Mm-hmm. So I really hope he goes in and changes it. Um, I know Kanye, you know, obviously it's Kanye's label, but at the same time. You know what I'm saying? This is still Push's album. This is still his project. And I don't I don't know of anybody that would go in and tell Kanye, you know, we don't want you to put, you know, a, a 
dropout there on your album cover, you know what I'm saying? No one told him, even though he was on Rockefeller Records, you know what I'm saying? We know what their album covers look like. No one, you know, no one came in and said, you know what, we don't do this, we don't do that. You got to get an artist freedom. You know, I know he's in his own state of mind right now, but I, I really didn't respect that. Mm. So I would definitely, you know, hopefully we can get a hashtag going. I don't know if there's one already out there, but that's that's just my take on the album cover before we kind of get into the album. You said it changed the album for you? Well, no, 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 because I heard the album before, so I'm not I'm not going to style on the album because it's still the album, but the cover, mm. I didn't I didn't I didn't respect the cover. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the cover, it it I. The whole thing that happened was like I believe in um uh two thousand two is like when um I wanna say it was either two thousand two or or no 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 it was two thousand six. Two thousand six when that picture was taken and it was sold um it was sold by somebody to uh to the tabloids and shit and um it was um from what i gather from it it was like you know to to show that it's like like you know luxury drugs you know what i'm saying like if you take it's a very dark way to showcase what the fuck Kanye was trying to come across with. And it was changed at 1 a.m. in the morning on Friday is when Pusha said he got the phone call from Kanye saying that he wanted to change it. And he didn't know what it was going to be. And he was just like, I'm, I'm going to change it. And he was like, he said, you know, he was saying that it was a piece of art, you know what I'm saying? That's that's the way that he, I guess, looked at it. And if you look at it from, you know, Pusha's luxury drug that's talk. Not, that's not art, I know, that's I know, dope. I know. But, you know, wow. you, you got to look at who we dealing with. You know what I'm saying? So, um it's is is wild, you know what I'm saying? And I, I could I could reference it back to, you know, when kilos came, we gave you Bobby Brown jaw, you know what I'm saying? Like it's I feel like that is it, it's Kanye. You know what I'm saying? So, um again, it's like he he's getting he's catch, catching a lot of controversy and a lot of heat over this, you know what I'm saying? But um yeah, let's. I feel you. I, I get what you're saying. Um, you know, what I'm saying I already ordered the album, so unfortunately, that's gonna be the cover that I'm gonna get. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it was that was wild to see it. You know, what I'm saying like that. That's what that was. But uh, cause you know, I'm from East Orange. You know, what I'm saying. But the crazy thing about um, Whitney Houston is a lot of people from from where I'm from, you know what I'm saying, we we knew these things, you know what I'm saying? I ain't gonna get into all of that shit, but um yeah, you know what I mean? Like to see it 
and see it displayed like yeah that that is wild you know what I'm saying it definitely is wild but um yeah so let's let's fuck it let's get into the music you know what I'm saying how you feeling I'm feeling the album um you know what I'm saying I I was feeling the samples I think the album progressively got better as as the song got you know continued on and you know the ending obviously with the drink the drag bars i wasn't mad at that either um rick ross did his thing you know um on hard piano um it was good to, i was i was feeling the samples i was feeling the way it was chopped up um could it have been longer yes i mean is it his best album i, I think i still prefer my name is my name but with this album, since none of the beats are, are trash, it feels like it, it feels like it just flows. It feels like we're hearing, what I like, what I really love about it is we hear bars, we hear someone showcasing their talent, and it feels like we're just listening in on somebody just showing what they do in a, in a booth, which is up there with, with anybody out there right now. So I, I really appreciate it the album for what it was. Um, I was feeling it. I'm glad it came out. I didn't think it was going to come out. I thought we were going to get a video or something, but I'm, I'm glad, you know, it, it's out. I wish it was longer, to be honest. You know, I, I wish it was at least 10 songs. Cause I think you could have fit a couple more um, in there. Now, I don't know if this is going back to, because I know 444 is short, but... At the same time, I think 444 has songs. These feel more like extended flows, you know what I'm saying? Because it's not necessarily topics, you know what I'm saying? It's just him flowing on each beat. So I don't think these are necessarily like, this is the name of the song, and here's the hook, here's, you know what I'm saying? Like, But I, I was feeling it, though. What do, you, what do you think about it? This is a classic. I mean, it flows great. It's amazing. Um, it puts you in a zone. Like, I've, I've probably listened to this, like, eight times already. Um, you know, I listen to it in different aspects. I listen to it at work. I listen to it driving home in my headphones. I, I didn't have a chance to put it in the iPod yet um, at that time. And then I listened to it yesterday on my day off, just riding around playing it loud as fuck, you know what I'm saying? Like, as you should, you know, when you get something that's of this caliber and, like, the music is there, the rhymes are there, it flows perfectly. This is basically what you would have got if you took the Dilla beats off a of B, you know what I'm saying? Yay doing seven beats, you know what I'm saying? Imagine how that would sound, you know what I'm saying? Just all Kanye West. Um... I mean, everything, the subject matter, like he gave you different aspects. The only thing he didn't really give you was a girl song, you know what I'm saying? Which I don't necessarily need that from Pusha, you know what I'm saying? Like everything, like Santeria is, man, that shit is amazing. Um, what would Meek do? I, I, I'm happy about the Kanye future, you know what I'm saying? And the shit that he was talking 
<laughs> that shit scared. That shit scared. If that shit didn't scare everybody, and I mean, uh, that... I was like this nigga, this nigga wilding. You know what I'm saying? But I, I, I like, I, I like how he did that. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah, we all know. Ill. It was we Ill. all know that, so uh, <laughs> you know, and I, and I still laugh to this day with that song. I, when I play it, I just crack up laughing because I that, that I like the the um, the silliness of that. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like I was <laughs> I, I was dying laughing when I first heard it, and I still laugh again. It's just it's a funny <laughs> it's a funny soul song. You know what I'm saying? And you know, Kanye did his thing. You know what I'm saying on on a on his on his verse, you know what I'm saying? Um, I kinda think that's where his album probably is gonna end up being too. Like he's gonna talk talk a lot talk about a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. It got me it got it definitely got me excited to hear what Ye is gonna bring to the table because I mean, come on man, like this shit was this shit was hard. You know what I'm saying? Like this and and it's it's straight to the point. It's no filler. It's no nothing. You know what I'm saying? It's not, it's, I don't think there's one record that you could say is just like, ah, uh, like, uh, could have did that a little better. This shit was hard. And he didn't, in the day and age of people giving you music that's short and to the point, you know what I'm saying? I feel like this fit in without compromising the quality of the lyrics, without compromising the music, without being the same shit that you hear all the time. And it's like, it's un it's unrivaled, I think. Like, and especially the fact that as being so short with that number, it allows you to play it over and over and over again. And I yeah, think I, I think did. that Kanye got the cheat code. You know what I'm saying? With this seven song shit right now, he has the cheat code because there's there's people people are trying not to digest so much music. I mean, J. Cole did it too as well with his albums being like you know, 12 or 13 songs, you know what I'm saying? And then giving you like a little interlude, like, you know what I'm saying? Because people's he they're, they're making sure that they get to you with the people's attention span. You know what I'm saying? Kendrick sort of shortened his album with, um, with damn. And it didn't have like bonus tracks or anything like that. The best thing that you could have did with damn was play it backwards. You know what I'm saying? So, I, I, it's it's going to be interesting to see what Drake is going to do and if he's going to change anything up with the way that this... Song. <laughs> what, what happened? <laughs> He'll give us 30 songs. <laughs> Yo, man, I mean, look. But, but check this out, though. Check this out. He did that with more life. He gave you, like, a low-key playlist. And it was, a, it was some good shit. Huh? not a playlist this album uh, he wanted to try to i know stuff. i know i know that you but know i'm just saying, saying he, he he tried to give it to you it was it was good and the good thing with that album there's probably like three songs i don't like on it maybe four but mm-hmm. I, I listen you can listen to the whole thing you, know you can like, except for you know, like, except for glow yeah, yeah, take that off the playlist. <laughs> like, yeah. You know what I mean? But I'm saying like it, it's it's gonna be interesting, especially in the in this age where everything is like immediate. You know what I'm saying? So, um, great album. Just to wrap it up, because we got some other topics to get to. Um, let's get to infrared. Yeah, I mean we we gotta get to infrared. I mean that's 
I got a lot of I got a lot of things on, that come up with infrared. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Um, Let's talk about it. I don't even know where I'm gonna even start on this because. All right, this is I got questions, and then I guess we can we can kind of touch on Duffy freestyle. Yeah, yeah, we'll, um, we'll touch on at both. The same time. Now infrared. Now push this said he's responding to two birds, one stone. Mm-hmm. Which Drake dropped a little while ago. Mm-hmm. Now, do you think it belonged on here? Are you glad that you heard it? Um, are you glad that this came back up as far as this tension, not like beef, but rap tension with Pusha before I started talking? Like, are you glad that he, he kind of went back at Drake, or do you think this should have, or do you think that was dead? Um, nah, I, I mean, I'm never gonna, I'm never gonna tell Pusha to not to not say whatever he's an MC, you know what I'm saying? So, um, no, if Pusha feel like he want to talk about it, talk about it. Let's get it. You know what I'm saying? Like it's, this is rap. You know what I'm saying? This is hip hop. You know what I'm saying? The culture, like the culture is based on competition and everything else. So no, I'm happy that he put it on there. I love, I love this. I love this. I love the Duffy freestyle. Let's go. Actually, from the uh, that's from the twenty four karat black. I want to make up, and twenty four karat. Um, what other record did they do? Man, they did some. They did some other. I mean, it's a classic group. You know, what I'm saying back in the day, but they did some other ill shit. Like um, when I figure it out, I'll I'll let you know what it is. But um, now I remember Drake was in Wyoming. Right? Yeah. Do you remember that? Yeah. And I know Pussy was in Wyoming. Mm-hmm. Now, I know we've been talking about, because this is part of what we've been talking about off air. I think we may have touched it on air. Strategic marketing. Mm-hmm. Now, skipping past Duffy Freestyle, Pusha had, his reply was like a, you know, a Twitter post. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm going to call, until I'm corrected, I'm going to say this is strategic marketing. Or something Something was weak, because my first question is, um, do you think Drake was leaked this infrared record before the album came out? Do I think Drake what? Do you think Drake had infrared oh. before um, no. the album no. came out? Because... No, Pusha said he did. What did Pusha say? Pusha said he did. He recorded. He finished his album last week because Kanye kept changing it. So, but do you think I'm sure Infrared's been done though, right? 
No. It was done during it was mm-hmm. done during this process, right? I'm so you don't think somebody got this to drink because the speed of I would say this, the speed that Duffy came out, mm-hmm. the preciseness, the the way the the bars are laid out, all the topics touched on. Mm-hmm. This is a, a little too polished for Drake to have this ready that quick. I mean, it's all, not... This wasn't some, oh, shit, yo, Drake, it's midnight. I just heard Push's album, he's going at you. You know what I'm saying? And you scramble and you come back, you know what I'm saying? But so it's even, Drake. Even the way Drake raps it, it sounds like he's reading He's smart. He's he's smart. Like you not. Do it. Wait. Hold on. Hold on. See, I don't want to do that because I'm enjoying. You don't think so? I'm enjoying the moment. I'm not saying Pusha was involved, though. I'm not saying Pusha was involved. So who do you who you think was involved then? I don't. I don't know. Because um, because he I don't, he seemed upset. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And he sent that invoice. He sent an invoice for a hundred thousand dollars for promotion. He sent the OVO invoice because Pushes Pushes says send me the invoice for the extra twenty since this, since this you. This is the thing. Pushes doesn't. He's not known for. He's not gonna break records when mm-hmm. the album comes out. He's not gonna sell. It's never about sales. When you got an artist like this, mm-hmm. it's all about the content, the bars, the production. Of course. Like guys like this never never sell records. You know what I'm saying? It's not their intention. It's you know what I'm saying. He said it a long time. What did he say? I don't, I don't sing hooks on that one song. Mm-hmm. Like that's never his intention to make a, a pop song. I see when there was the clips. You know, they they were making hits, but some of them may have you know been orchestrated for the radio, but it was still hard records. You know what I'm saying? Of course, of course. Um, I don't think Pusher was involved, but this was. It came out too quick for me, you know what I'm saying? Not not knocking Drake's camp, not knocking um Nah man, that's what you gotta do. Writers, you gotta do that nowadays. Don for coming up with it. <laughs> I remember I told you I still think he wrote uh what was that? Back to back before No, no, the one before oh, that. Charged um, up. I still think he wrote Charged Up. <laughs> See See, you gonna keep talking, and Drake gonna Drake gonna fuck our whole podcast up, and you gonna have to really stand hey, behind I mean, them bars, can, nigga. Hey, you know what? He can <laughs> he can do whatever he wants, and we still got topics to talk about. We gonna break down lyrics, so you can do whatever you want. You can add us, you can listen, and I hope you listen to. You know what I'm saying? We, this is this is hip hop. 
hop. We could talk about hip hop. We can talk about, you know, his shoes or his clothes. Even though we can do that too, we just talking about. We can look. We've been listening to Drake. I, you know, I got on him. You know, on his first album, I would never say I, I heard him on his mixtape run. I'd be lying, and I, you know, I wasn't with Drake then, so I'm not going to say that. But we've heard him his whole career. We've mm-hmm. heard the clips their whole career, so we can speak intelligently on all their projects, song for song. So this nigga Brian said, so. "Call him Mr. Chimney." If any of you niggas <laughs> want smoke, <laughs> <laughs> yo, that yo flex, yo shout out to flex. That drop, yo, that shit is crazy. Shout out to flex, yo. So we gotta, uh, um, Oh, we gotta get into some of these bars um, on oh, what Drake is saying. Okay. So, so, so I didn't know that Connie sent out a tweet that Drake helped him on Thirty Hours and Father Stretch. Did you know that? Um, I wasn't paying attention to Kanye Twitter at that time. This was new news, so I, I was, you know, going through these news sites and then just saw a tweet that Kanye said thanks to Drake um, uh-huh. for Bobby Stretch and 30 Hours, which 30 Hours is amazing, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And, you know, obviously, besides the bleach line, I hope Drake didn't write that. If he wrote that, I would not take credit for that, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? At all. Um, another thing he said is that like Clips is not top five on good music. Mm-hmm. Now, is Common still on good music? No. Okay. Because I was going to say I, I would all, I'm, I'm rolling with Common you're my top ten and I don't think he he's I'm, I got Common over over Clips we're talking about catalog history everything mm-hmm. I got Common. So if that was the case I would say okay Slid down the slot. If we're saying Kanye is on good music, because, you know, I, I don't know, or is he on Def Jam, but let's say he was an artist, and we're just saying, hyper, I'm trying to give him some, you know, I'm trying to get him, I'm trying to get pushed down to number six. So I'm trying to I help got the list of artists right here. I'll let you know. All right, well, we we'll just, we'll pretend. I'm pretending now. I'm giving him, I'm giving him hope. So we're going to say Kanye. We got Kanye. I got Kanye over Pusher. I got Common over Pusher, so that puts Pusher to number three. Yeah, he's not on good music, so we got to take well, Common I'm out. Giving, I'm, giving, I'm giving Drake help. No, 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 no. We don't get that nigga no help. We, well, we got to nah, give him help. No, nah, fuck that. He get, he said some right, wild so shit. On, so so who's, on, who's on good music? We got Kanye. Know, Big Sean, right? We got Big Sean. Okay, so I, I'm, not, I'm not ever putting... No disrespect to Big Sean. Okay. But we have Sahai yeah, the Prince. Know, respectfully, respectfully, I, I fuck with Sean, but you know, I we, we already know what that happens. is. We we not we yeah. got that. Yeah, that's so yeah. we got we got Kanye, we got Big Sean, we got Sai High, uh, we got Tiana Taylor, we got uh, Casey Hill, we got uh, HXLT Designer Shake. Zero seven zero shake. I don't want to be disrespectful. Francis and the lights. We got Valley, Sheck West, and the collaborators of Kid C Ghost. Now, if we were to give him anybody, 
you would the only person, the only two people credible that you could possibly put off the recent list or the former artist list would be Common and Most Def. But technically, Most Def hasn't released anything. Common did release something, and uh, you got Kid Cudi, which maybe Drake would put him over him. I don't know. And you've got John Legend, who was a good music artist. So, therefore, no, that does not equal five. Okay. So, no. Right, so, so no. that was wrong. So, we vetted that. Yeah, that's know, incorrect. We, we got him up out of there. Now, so, we kind of start with him when he started off. He kind of, this is, this, this is an issue. I think he, he didn't read the lyrics that either he wrote or someone wrote for him. Um, he kind of made it seem like in the first bars that Kanye, like, Kanye doesn't write his own rhymes, and we're, so why would he talk about me if Kanye doesn't write his own rhymes? Mm-hmm. So that means he's comparing himself to Kanye, and basically, I don't know if he's admitting to that, or, or is that, is that what you, is that what you got from that? Well, um... Yeah, basically, if you want to call it in a nutshell, um, you know what I mean? Like where he says, you know, so if you rebuke me for working with someone else on a couple of V's, you know, what do you think of the nigga that's making your beats? So, yeah, like now you take the and this is something I was talking about with Mina is he's taking the conversation off of him. You know what I'm saying? Because Pusha is talking directly to him. Um, so therefore he's not, you know, he, he in this case, you're shifting the conversation. Um Drake is what I what I got ultimately from this is Drake Drake is putting business out there that shouldn't be put out there like you're talking about business versus the rhymes but at the same time drake questioned on two birds one stone pushes realness in the game and it's like you're talking about you're again talking about something else like you're talking like when he says the line about you know what you call it you you sold drugs for some nikes and a mercedes you acting like you sold coke for escobar in the 80s like you don't know nothing about selling Coke. You know what I'm saying? So, and you, you know, it's in saying, you know, the whole thing, you know, I witnessed it from um, people that scribbled in, in, scribbled it in your notepad and created your life. Like you trying to take it from Jay saying that Push is not living the life that he really lived. So again, it's shifting the conversation off of, you know, do I really write? This is ultimately, unfortunately for Drake, and even though I love the speed of which he came back with this, there's a lot of arguments that I can make in this to say that like Drake definitely wrote this because people just, I, I don't see nobody that has that perfect mindset to say some of the shit that he says be only because of the fact that only Drake talks like this. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, like his, the way he, he said it, oh, like, you know what I mean? Like, I, I like, yeah, like saying if a nigga says there's nobody out here writing for another nigga saying that I just had scallops that were to die for. That's not happening. You know what? No, 
now, quick question, and I'm glad you brought that up because that was, I don't, if this was a double entendre, this is, these were fire bars. Now, if he, and I, I'm going to give Drake credit, you can say this is what he meant. You send me a check. Now, if he said Scallops to die, like die for, right? Mm hmm. But like dive, like if you dive in the water, like mm-hmm. you're so good, I would dive in. That would be it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that would be, that would be, I was like, yo, I might hand that nigga a mic just for this. If you were playing with, you know, like, like, um, that would be ill. Like, like, like Jay Z does, you know what I'm saying, with those bars. That would be ill. And shout out to you for that. Like, that, be- that's what I thought. I was like, damn, did he say, did he say it like dive or dive? Uh, like I, every time I heard that sound, I'm like yo, yo that was it, it's lines like it's it's like lines like the ones where he said, "I told you I'll let it ring on you," like Virginia Williams, like the way he delivered the bar, like I'll let it ring. You know who Virginia Williams is? Nah, that's his fiance. Who's fiance? Pushes. So him saying I'll let it ring on you is like, you know, I'll let it let it go on you, but I'll let it ring on you like he put a ring on Virginia Williams. Oh, I thought he said rain on you. Nah, nah, ring. So, you know what I'm saying? I didn't, know, I didn't know what that is that like public knowledge that that's his Um, yeah, some yeah, if you if you follow Pusha, like he's you know, he he follows yo, her on Instagram. Crazy, yo, that's yo, he went for the but that's the thing yeah but this the thing though like drake ain't letting nothing ring on nobody if if anything that he's letting ring on somebody it's the it's the it's the bars and that's about it come on we know he said (laughs) he said what 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 common say you ain't wetting no niggas you canada dry (laughs) <laughs> yo, yo, Common went ape shit. Oh, yo, and he didn't yo, even really. Hey, he didn't even quick really question. go ape shit. He only gave him a couple of bars. Quick, oh, yo, quick question. Um, <laughs> yo, so two birds, one stone. Yeah. Trying to trying to kill two birds with one stone, chopping a rock in half. Mm-hmm. Was he talking about Jay? No, was one was for Pusha. Who was the other one for? It would have to been Jay. I don't think so. You know, we know, we know Jay is what Jay did in the, in, in the past, and I'm and this if you if that's the thing, and I, I know I know Drake is very intelligent. Mm-hmm. Who else are you talking about? If you, we all know you're trying to kill two. So if you if you see two birds, don't don't throw stones at birds, people. This is being. <laughs> but if you see two birds and you're trying to kill both of them, that means it's two rappers. Did you know that that, that was produced song. by Kanye? Huh? You know that was produced what? by Kanye. What two birds one stone? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, it was produced by Kanye and Forty. But wouldn't this wouldn't this be Jay Z and Pusha? Um, because if you maybe. if you think about it, if you don't if you don't be talking about two people that he feels weren't really doing what they say they did, then you're actually some of he could pretty much say some of these are for you, Push, 
some of these are for UJ, some of these are for both of y'all at the same time. So you got to look into this, you got you can actually read this whole song, listen to this song, and you pick what you want type shit. And I know, so I'm not going to ever say Drake didn't write. Wasn't this for me? No, he had help, but I do think he was talking about Jay too. These lines. Oh, it says right here that some lines were directed at Jay Z and Tory Lanez. Jay recently rapped about his drug dealing and drug dealing anonymous. And Drake questioning the privilege of bringing in his Uber everywhere shit. Um. Even the line that Trump with Kilos, we all know 99 problems. You yeah. know, where, you know what I'm saying, where the, where the law was. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I honestly, I always thought it was both, but, you know, going back, I'm sorry, I know I cut you off, what was you, what was you going on? Nah, nah, um, him, uh, what was the line? Um. Oh, well, I, I can, I, I have a couple other things. Good, right? good. So, I know you mentioned, I don't follow Chinese fashion stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've heard of Virgil, obviously. I don't, I'm not, you know, I don't wear... Off-whites. You know, shirts. Off-whites. With, shirts with holes in them. Mm-hmm. I don't wear off-whites either. Let's, let's I don't make wear that anything. Clear. If, I got some, if I got some with holes in it, yo, pray for me. I'm not doing good. If you, you see my Jordans saying? looking like that, like off-whites do, like, you know, where they're messed up and shit like that, then... You need to style on me. I need my mans to have jokes. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I just need it. I, I just need, I, I need to know that I'm doing bad out here. You know what I'm saying? That's how we well, do it. We from the hood. Well, I would say this. I would say this. Shout out to, you know, them for that state thing. You know, they got their own lane. So, I, you know, it is what it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't, we don't. I mean, I, I've been, I, you know, I've. We have conversations a Let's lot. Let's put it like this. And, Let's and I, and I've been styling on it. I don't, the holy shirt. Well, what can't be clean, dirty. Like, well, hold on, hold on. A- let's let's just to you know not to even completely because we I know the topic is Virgil, but let's keep it funky. You and I have been Kanye fans from, you know, what I'm saying freshman adjustment. Day you know one. what I mean. Yeah, so 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 and, and been to the shows and all of that, and we seen Kanye his first headline and joint out here, you know what I mean in Cali. So let's let's not get it fucked up. There wasn't one time that Kanye got on stage and I seen him in any concert that I've been to and said, "Yo, I need what he has on." Ever, ever. I never said I needed a pink polo. I never said I needed the backpack, and guess that he said, and I, the Louis Vuitton backpack, and and I've never said, oh, yo, B, you see them Jordans that Kanye got on? Son, him, him and Don C, you see how him and Don C are bringing back, they, they bringing back the retro, son? We, we are, I would say this, not to cut you off, mm-hmm. we had a conversation, this was probably years ago, like, yo, they didn't, we was on Jordans every, like, growing up, 
everyone was on Jordans the whole time. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, when they first retro, are, are you serious? You gonna bring these back out? Nigga. Yes, we're standing in line. I remember going overnight on at Nike Town. You know what I'm saying? Like, this, this was our Jordans always been our life. So, they yeah, nigga, the day, the, the day we met. The day we, the day I met you at college, nigga, I walked up with what the Jordan ones, the Jordan ones that one. this niggas. There was no Kanye West out, nigga, in two thousand one. Not, not, not to where everybody knew who the fuck he was and to see what he was doing is that in third, not in 01. not like that. Not to where you had access to him. You know what I'm saying? Blueprint just came out. <clears throat> and, and if you really got some ones. If you look on the tongue, it was numbered. If you really exactly. had the Jordan ones back in the day, nigga, I could pull them shits out the closet right I now. I could pull them out the closet right now, and, and that's the thing too. I don't know if Nike was selling on us because they made us feel like we had our own shoes. <laughs> but if you really had some some original retro ones, this is back in the early two thousands. Word up. They was numbered, so you had one of you know, whatever number it was. Exactly. So I would say this, though. No one fuck with the ones. I, I, I would say, like, as far as people... Like, I had I had the ones at the white spot. I had all the ones. Like, those was my shit. But mm-hmm. as far as making them popular, I can give them that because the ones that, you know what I'm saying, it was always cheap. I, the only thing I was fucking mad at is how the ones started taking off in price because those was always the cheapest Jordans you can get. You know what I'm saying? Like exactly. the ones, nobody really fucked with the ones like that. Like I always fucked with the ones, but no one really did. So I would give them credit saying you had everybody rocking the ones like when no one was. I would give them credit for that. Um, but to kind of go back to um, these bars I was talking about, Virgil. So Virgil. They I can never have a Virgil in my circle and hold him back because he makes me nervous. Mm-hmm. Now, party next door, mm. I'm not saying he held your boy back, but party, at some point, and this was like a couple years ago, we started feeling away because it's like there's songs that we do know that were his before Drake got on them. And then if you listen to, if you read this, it's too late. Listen, I, I'm a huge fan of Party, you know what I'm saying? So I listen to a lot of his music. Um, I know I hear at least three, four Party Next Door songs, if not five on that album. What that felt should have been the rollout to Party's career, which would have made him, I think, even a bigger artist, you know what I'm saying? So I'm not that's just my take on it. I think I'm not saying party next door made him nervous, but I think he could have been more elevated party along with himself mm. and along with Magic Jordan because you know with Drake because if you think about Little Wayne and and Young Money, Little Wayne wanted everybody to shine because and that's what you want to do when you have a label. Mm-hmm. And, and I'll never forget, you know, because I listen to a lot of Fat Joe's interviews, and he never wanted Pun to be his under his under guy, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, he wanted Pun to be in front of him. That's why he's holding the un- That's respect. Like, when you see him holding an umbrella over Big Pun in those pictures, 
Mm-hmm. He wants his man and on, and he wants him to even do him better than him because that's the only, you know what I'm saying, raise, raise their status and then make them even bigger. And that's how you want to do this. If you ever have a label, you don't ever want to stunt any of your artists because I know it's a lot of pride and it, it is it is ego, but at the same time, if you are signing somebody, if you're fucking with somebody, if you're, you know, obviously friends with them, and if you chill with these guys, and, and you're, I don't want to say family, but you want these guys to be, if not big, then bigger than you, you know what I'm saying? Mm. You can say that with Dre and Snoop, not saying, I would say Snoop's more popular than Dre, you know what I'm saying? Like, as far as like a worldwide phenomenon, and, and I don't think Dre ever did anything to stun his growth, you know what I'm saying? So... That's my take on it. I think, you know, he can say that. I, I see what he was doing, you know what I'm saying? I see what, you know, just going down these lyrics, what Drake was trying to do. Now, I, I do got something funny, though. So Hold on, hold on real quick before you before okay. you get to that. For, for the people out there that don't know what he's talking about, Fat Joe, incredible MC, 20th anniversary of Don Cartagena, Big Punisher, first Latin rapper to go platinum. You know what I'm saying? With Capital Punishment. His 20-year anniversary is this year as well. <clears throat> For, excuse me. Um, one of the most lyrical guys ever to spit it. Uh, big pun. Um, just, you know, just just look him up. Go listen to that album. That's my recommendation. Don Cartagena and um, Capital Punishment. There you go. The most slept on, the most slept on song, arguably just as good as John Blaze. Nobody talks about it. If you ever want to hear dudes that grew up in in the worst circumstances, and they, it's kind of like a what did this CD come out? Ninety eight. Yeah, it's both almost of them. like um, it's almost like Hey Young World Part Two, new twist. But they're actually trying to feed the youth some information. I would definitely listen to that song. It's number 12. Probably my favorite song on there after John Blaney. Definitely a a great album, but go ahead and continue. Yeah, so what he's speaking of is the ability to step back and put somebody else forward. That usually does not happen. When the MC that is on top is typically the one, the bread, the butter, and all of that, you're, you're going to do whatever you got to do to stay in front. And when you have somebody that's ill, you know what I'm saying, like we'll give another person this type of credit, uh, RZA. You know what I'm saying? RZA at the time was the biggest name, was the producer, was Prince Rakim, and gave the opportunity for the Wu-Tang to come through and do everything that they did. And he kind of stepped back. He stepped back and became the producer, which at that time, yeah, amongst other MCs would be known. But to the general public, when, when you know, rap was just continuing to rise to the forefront, RZA fell back. So it's the same situation of Fat Joe. Fat Joe was already out you know, doing his thing. But by this time, Fat Joe fell back and did whatever he needed to do. And he says it. I support Pun and everything he does, everything he loves, you know what I'm saying, off a of, um, deep cover, you know what I'm saying, twins. So, uh, like I said, that's the recommendation for this week, you know what I'm saying, when it comes to music. 
check those albums out. You can definitely get them on Apple Music, get them on Tidal, you know what I'm saying? Google Play, go check them joints out. Don Cartagena by Fat Joe and Capital Punishment by Big Pun. Two hip-hop classics, 20th anniversary. And that, that references everything that we're talking about right here. You know what I'm saying? Because B been on this for a minute. We, we've been talking about it. Joe, shout out to Joe Budden and him keeping it real for all of these years and being a fan of Drake and a fan of Party Next Door uh, it, and The weekend. You know what I'm saying? Like, take care. That's all you need to listen to. Take care and listen to uh, if you're reading this, it's too late. You know what I'm saying? A lot of Party Next Door feelings, a lot of... You know what I'm saying? A lot of um a lot of weekend vibes on that take care joint and you see the way those two artists' career has gone by one staying with OVO sound and the other one leaving. The research is there. Do your Googles. Back to you, B. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was that. Yeah. Um, all right, so you know, another line he said and this was, he said he had a, you know, a, mic, a push his microphone, and his autograph is um, starting to fade off. That was hard. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> I'm not even going to stop. Yo, you had a, you had a push his autograph microphone. You was a fan, yeah, my you nigga. You was a fan. How you get a side microphone? I don't know, but you was a dead-ass fan, though. So don't get it fucked up. You was a dead-ass fan. If you had an autographed microphone, the only way you get the only way to the only way to the marker fades is if you keep grabbing that mic because it's something that you want to do that yeah, you want to rhyme true. with. It. I'm, I'm, I'm wonder, making I, up I a bar. I got an autograph. <laughs> you think he like snuck it in a, in a clip concert? <laughs> you snuck the mic. Yo, I mean, you look. You was a fan. That, that's you, the thing. Is like the bar was hard, but. You acknowledging yes. that this dude, you just you just gave him his secret props. See, you know this is that's that's the issue. That's the issue with Drake. Drake did that with Joe Button. There's proof right there that you know. I mean, Joe, come on, you can't act like we wasn't listening to you. We all was listening to you, wanting to be you in college and this that and the. You said it on video, and you're telling this man that you're rapping against that you had a autographed microphone. If anybody that, that, is that, old enough to understand, yeah, it, if anybody's old enough to understand what a what, what still getting an autograph or getting an autograph is like, um, just it's a big, it's a big deal. It's it, a, it's a but huge but there's deal. a there's a process with it because check this out. So if I snuck, you can't, you can't just get an autograph. It, you can't get stuff autograph. You can't get an like, autograph gotta, on just anything. Person. Because you have to make sure that the autograph is going to last. You have to make sure that hopefully the person wrote something that you could even understand that might be their name or what have you. And in this case, um, getting an autograph on a microphone, first off, you got to have the silver, you got to have the silver uh, magic marker, you know what I'm saying? Like the uh, the Sharpie, which is very, very hard to come by. Because... <laughs> <laughs> it, it's work. It's work that was. This is a lot of moving parts. You know what I'm saying? Because first, you got to know one that this guy's gonna be at this location. Yes. Right? Yes. Because like I don't carry. You know what I'm saying? Like you know, being in LA, you see a lot of famous people. 
people, but you don't necessarily gonna carry around CD covers. Because you don't know who you're gonna run into. You may exactly. run into anybody, and he gonna say, "Oh, I happen to have your, you know, your whatever." Unless you carry it around a trunk full of footballs, basketballs. Um, you know, photos and posters <laughs> and shit. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you, you know, maybe, maybe you'll you'll find that person. You know what I'm saying? But you know, he he could have seen it. Maybe the clips was in Toronto and they did a audit, like a store signing. I mean, that's the thing. Is like, you, I know it kind of it probably does hurt to hear somebody who probably not. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna go I'm gonna take Drake's side on a couple of things. Okay. Um. So I'm not gonna. Well, I'm gonna bash him on all this shit first. <laughs> but it probably <laughs> no. We gotta keep it funky. We can't just be like, oh, you know, because I'm nobody's fan. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm nobody's fan. So you know, and that and that's what hip hop. Hip hop is keeping real because we we don't we're not disrespectful. We're not calling. You know, we're not doing none of that. No. We just keep it funky. We just seeing what it is. We don't. We we always on both sides because, like I said. We love all these, no, I don't even say love. We we listen to all these rappers, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So there's going to be stuff we style on you for, and we're going to bump your shit later on in the day. So it's, it's all good. I'm not perfect. Anything I say on here, I could be wrong about everything. I'm not perfect, whatever, you know what I'm saying? Feedback is feedback, you know what I'm saying? You may not like my voice. You may not like how I, whatever. It don't matter. It, it is what it is, you know exactly. what I'm saying? But anyway... But anyway, um, he said something else. He said that this is this is going at Quentin Miller. So he's saying you acting like you made the boy when I was trying to help the guy. Mm-hmm. Now, when when you're up and coming rapper and somebody comes across your music, you can do two things. You can help the boy by maybe putting him on an album maybe doing a song with him. But when you basically, t- and this is somebody's demo tape, basically to me, when somebody, when you're hearing somebody really for the first time, it's their demo. It's mm-hmm. their their expression. It's their ways. It's, it's everything that they've come up to at that point. This is everything they've studied, they've learned, they've crafted. This is something people had, you know, they was writing. Someone sat down at some point when they was writing lyrics. They was like, you know what, I need some beats to rhyme on this. So I'm going to find some beats or I'm going to make some beats. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go in a studio, you know what I'm saying? And then I'm going to lay it down. And then I'm going to hope that this gets out to the world one day. And this could, you know, possibly help me out as a career, you know what I'm saying? Because obviously... Millionaires don't rap, you know. If you're a millionaire, you don't pick up the, you know, pick up a pen and say, "I'm gonna be a rapper." Mm-hmm. And typically, is to, you know, um, because you love it, you grew up on it. Because I don't want to say you got to be poor or you got to be from the hood, no. because you can still admire and love hip hop, but you still got to respect where it's from. Though, you can, even if you if you're not from from these areas, because we know it, it started in the Bronx, you still got to have respect. Um, you know, like you were going to the Bronx to try to get, you know, to try to get a deal. Mm-hmm. But um, part of that, this is the thing. He literally took Quinn's songs. Like, these were, these were songs that were done. Mm-hmm. And 
obviously he didn't read the lyrics word for word, but if we're talking about cadence, if we're talking about everything that Quinn laid down, mm. it pretty much was the, the same thing. So obviously Quinn got paid, you know, I, I'm sure that, and then he did help, I guess, if, if giving him money for it helped him, then that's how you view it, then it, it is what it is. But um, I just think he shouldn't have brought up Quinn in it because he he got found out. And that goes back to the first line that Drake was talking about, like comparing him to Kanye. But this whole time, we were all under the thinking and believing that Drake wrote everything from day one. And that he wasn't like a producer, like a Dr. Dre, when, who would, you know, say, you know what, I need help with these lyrics, and he'd get somebody in, like Royce or or DOC or Eminem or whoever helps them out. Mm-hmm. We all thought Drake was writing the whole time, so it was it was shocking to the hip hop community. It 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 sent waves, and that's the thing is is he may have thought. You know, and I know creating new music's hard, but this will always follow him in his career to me. So, um, so I, I understand what he's saying with this, but at the same time, he pretty much put out somebody else's music as his own. And the same goes with um, him talking about some. You know, if if I'm taking this music, how come these aren't hits for these other people? But you gotta really think about it. If you're a big enough artist, and you releasing the same songs, if Quinn does a song and Drake does the same song, whose song do you think is gonna be bigger? You know what I'm saying? Like, well, if, yeah, that's if, if, Rihanna, if Rihanna gets the song called Work, mm-hmm. and Terry Hilson gets Work, mm-hmm. if Amory gets Work, and Mary J. Blige gets Work, you already know the two top artists they're gonna those songs are gonna go forever they're gonna be hits for a lifetime versus somebody that's either unknown or a smaller artist so of course it's gonna be a hit for you and maybe not a hit for somebody else so that that should be common common mm-hmm. knowledge well speaking of this uh Quentin situation um Barb's, if you're listening, this is the time to exit the podcast because I'm about to say something about your queen, Nicki Minaj. So please turn off. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> please turn off. Whoa, your... how we get on Nicki? Uh, nigga, she just said something. Last, she says. something. Oh, so this is, oh, okay, she breaking something news. Yesterday. Break, breaking news. We don't have, you know, the fucking Tintin wins. <laughs> shit um Nicki Minaj tweets uh niggas gonna run that Quentin shit into the fucking ground like Drake don't write for himself and others your enemies will remix reinvent and try to make you relive some old shit for years to come when they have nothing on you knock it off Challenging the chosen ones awakens the sleeping giant. Wow. I'm assuming that's how she <laughs> said that shit. 
Shout out to Joe for the reading voice of Twitter comments. Yo, that shit is hilarious. I'm sorry I'm stealing that shit, my nigga. <laughs> but, um, yo, man, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Hey, what, oh, well, did we forget about the rapid rotating? Yo, White man. What? <laughs> Nikki, get the fuck out of here, B. Like, come on, son. Like, she like these niggas just make it an easy target, man. Like, look, y'all niggas, this is the thing. All you niggas on the internet and everything, I've I I was okay until I started reading y'all niggas' tweets and your comments and this, that, and the third. So let's keep it a buck. Like, you know, cause I was I was trying to let Drake live. I'm like, yes, this is good for hip hop. Da-da-da-da-da. Man, fuck out of here. Let's get right back to it. Look, nigga, unfortunately, unfortunately, and this is to Drake, this is to Nikki, this is to everybody out there. And again, we we I'm I'm approaching this in a different way, a different format. So I'm not it's not just gonna be like fuck y'all and this down and third. Look. The Quentin thing happened. Okay? It happened. It, it could have been a situation. Maybe it should have been on a record that didn't do good, that people didn't enjoy. I personally don't even care about those songs. I don't. Like, as far as, uh, what's the one that he did? Um, I, I, I love, I love those songs. I don't that care about great. 10 Bands. I don't care about Know Yourself. I don't really, you like, know, as much. You don't like Know Yourself? No, 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 no. Listen. Bobby. Compared compared to the other shit on the album. Compared to his shit right now. No 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 no. Look, I love the album. I don't think songs are better than all the songs he's dropping right now for his new album. I don't think none of those songs are better than Star Six Seven. I don't think they're. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, no, 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 no. I'm talking about on that project. I'm talking about on that project. At that particular time, when I was driving around for Uber. You know what I'm saying? And I was playing the record because I played it on vacation and it wasn't a record that I wanted to hear on vacation. You know what I'm saying? I wasn't thinking about that shit. Like running through the six of my woes, I didn't even know what the fuck that meant because I didn't even have internet service for me to... I downloaded the tape and I went on vacation. That's just what it was. So um, I I didn't... I, I didn't Google this shit. I was just like, what the fuck is this nigga talking about? And why is he talking about 10 bands, 100 bands? Like, you know, this it was a different type of Drake. So it took me a while to get into this album. I bought this album so I could say what the fuck I want about it. All you f- fucking stands out there. You know what I'm saying? Probably don't even have the CD. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I copped this shit too. So it's like, don't don't get it twisted. But at the end of the day, those weren't the records that Made that, that I enjoy from Drake personally, you know what I'm saying, as far as his overall catalog. So, on that album, they stood out because they were the easiest for people to say. That's why a lot of people love this shit. They're, they stand out because they're simplistic. A lot of times, not, not, not saying you, because I know you, I know your, your shit. I'm talking about the people that I had in my car. When you have people in the car that, Let's put it like this. I'm not going to put any race out there, but a lot of people that don't speak a lot of English and they can say certain things because they can understand them and remember them. And then that becomes the records that everybody wants to play over and over and over again. But I ask them, like, well, how you feel about you, me and the six? How you feel about Star Six, Seven? How you feel about 30 for 30? Like, um, I don't think that's that's not the one on there. Um, the one. Because- 
Them shit said, nigga, them shit's, I, I, I know what you mean. I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying. You're right, you're right, you're right. Those ain't, those aren't the ones that's hot. I got it. So check, so check this out. So check this out. So, so even with that being said, um, so you felt that these was hot, so you decided to take them. You can't get mad at the fact that you, you whatever happened between you and Meek, whoever sent some, whatever deal that you did wrong, whatever time that you was feeling yourself that you didn't, you know, show up, you didn't do this, you didn't do that, whatever you did caused this meek shit to happen. Something happened between you and him and it wasn't completely put out there and what it was and this, that, and the third. Something happened. So that happens and then this this stuff starts happening. Now, it's a win for you because you did back-to-back, nominated for a Grammy. You did Charged Up, Super Slept On This. It was hard. You, you, you gained a lot of shit from this. Now, you, where you failed was because you put a lot of attention into that, including Summer 16 and everything else. And you had niggas, you had niggas like me and me and my wife, you know what I'm saying? And a couple other niggas that was just like thinking, oh, Drake going to drop this rap shit and it's going to be hard. So, and not to mention that little rumor that you had put out or somebody put out saying that you just always wanted to make a hip hop classic. And you that's what you're working on. And that's what you want to do. And then you gave us views and fucked everybody up. You know what I'm saying? That's when this whole streaming shit started with Hotline Bling being put on there. That's a whole nother conversation. We've been talking about things leading up to that, all of that shit. So my point is, he has to wear that. I don't give a fuck what you tweet, Nicki Minaj. You can't... I'm sick of people saying, like, I gotta come to the defense of somebody else. This is hip-hop. This is MC shit. Not a tweet. Not nothing is gonna get you out of the bag that you have... The, the situation that you will put yourself in. So if you want to rap, you're going to rap. And Pusha T is rap this. All this other shit that you're talking about on Duppy has nothing to do with what the fuck happened. You still have not addressed that. You said it. You finally said it in a Simtex fucking interview that, you, that took you mad long to address. This shit bent out there. You could have been addressed this shit. You could do an interview right now if you want. Take it from a fucking role that J. Cole just did with Lil Pump. Bring Quentin on there because if you're talking about you tried to help the boy, seems like you got help, nigga, and where is that nigga at? He's still releasing music because even when he he corrected you and say that he really worked at Publix and he didn't work at fucking Kroger, he still put hashtag check this music out. This nigga's still trying to get on. You know what I'm saying? Niggas are ignoring that. He gave you heat and he's gone. At least party got, at least party still signed to you. Weekend left and went and did what he needed to do. Now, I don't know this nigga's business, this, that, and the third, but this is something that either you come clean about it or niggas is going to keep rapping about it. And and Nikki, there ain't nothing that you're going to do to say to Pusha. You ain't going to get at him directly because you could have added him. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm tired of MCs being pussy. And you're MC, so you can get that too. This ain't no Me Too shit or nothing like that. I'm tired of MCs in, in hip-hop. This is what it is. This is the streets talking to you. This is me talking to you from an East Orange standpoint, a nigga that was in, in the park listening to shit, loving shit, listening to motherfuckers on mixtapes. That's when I first heard you, Nikki. You still haven't answered Remy, so don't talk about another nigga in a diss. 
You're on silent. You're on mute until you answer Remy Ma. You have not done that yet. And now you cozy enough to Cardi B and all this other shit. Like, we talking about rap. We talking about straight up rap. Stop coming to the defense of a grown man. That nigga did something, so let him handle it. Pusha T said something, and unless you're going to say something, unless you're going to gang up with Drake, don't tweet. Tweet, Tweeting and Instagramming does not replace rap. And until you niggas, you niggas are going to stop trying to change that narrative. And your barbs can't save you. And the Drake new scorpions can't save you. None of that shit. Because these are a bunch of little kids that don't know nothing about nothing. That's commenting on things, trying to sway motherfuckers' opinions. And other people doing shows and, and commenting on radio shows, this, that, and third. None of that shit matters. Because in the streets, in the barbershops, that's where the shit matters. This shit still lives there. That shit still lives here. This is barbershop talking in here. You get no passes. You get no help. You get no assists. You either rap and stand on your shit or stay the fuck off of Twitter. Because all you doing that is co- is going to the people that already follow you anyway. Their opinion is going to be made up by you. You're smart enough to yeah, know they're, that. They're going to roll with... All they're going to do is like it and then they're going to say, oh, yeah. That's the thing is, is, is you always want to have your own opinion on things. You don't want to just follow people and the line he walks the line which a lot of other people don't get a chance to do because you're able to make pop music and take other songs hold on we're going home was not written by drake that's majid jordan that's people that's on your label that's still not really shining there's a lot of stuff you can't don't don't ever try to hold the the fucking magnifying don't don't try to hold the magnifying glass over good music and don't try to point no rec no no fingers over there because at the end of the day this is something else i came to the conclusion of you can't ever sit up here and you played yourself with that Kanye shit too. If you felt how you felt about Kanye, you should have did like Joe Button did with Complex and walked the fuck away. But guess he what? Thank, thank you. You I wanted to be on that Kanye album, nigga, because that nigga's great. So don't question the I nigga that's great that you flew out to Wyoming to do verses for. So the ill shit is going to be if Pusha actually sends you that $100,000 because you asked for it because he's the president. Because get, don't get it fucked up. Pusha was paying half his bread for Kanye to stay out there because he's the president. He's doing what he got to do. That's some boss shit. So the boss shit is going to be even if he still sends you that hundred grand that you asking for. You, I love it. And at the end of the day, but there is a lot of holes in this shit. You know what I'm saying? I love the response and everything else. But because of everybody jumping on Twitter and jumping on Instagram saying Pusha's career is over, all of these memes, this, that, and third, y'all niggas did them shits way quicker than he came out with this record. It's a lot of y'all that did that and ignore. And what it did, in my opinion, is starting to take away from Daytona. Don't get it fucked up. Daytona is here and it ain't going nowhere. And guess what? 
Oh, well, no, I'm just saying from like people, more people, as soon as he those talked are, about it, to do it on the same that, day, that shit was kind of whack. Whack to like do it on a nigga's release date. That's the people that don't matter. Like, no, we're not going to them for hip hop. Oh, hundred percent. But you know, like yeah, that's not, the talk. That's, their, you know what I mean? We don't care about the the meme community's take on stuff. I mean, you know, it, it is what it is. But the thing, the thing with this too is like, like going back to Kanye. Like that was one of my other questions. Was is this a diss to Kanye? That was one of my main questions too. Is yeah. this a Kanye too? Because if you felt. If you felt a way about him like that, like, cause that means you wanted, like you said, you flew to Wyoming, you took your time out to get hit. If you really think that you went to, if you think we don't believe you went to Wyoming to help somebody versus to kind of get help for your own album and to get Kanye's take, even just being in a studio with somebody working on an album, you don't get ideas. You're going to hear what's going on. Because with Kanye's having conversation with you, and maybe for his album, but you could be hearing music for his album, and then you're thinking, oh, this is what my album sounds like. Exactly. I kind of want to go in this direction. So you can't go and then style on him and say, oh, I can't believe I was doing stuff for Kanye that I would never... That's some fucked up shit. Exactly. I, I, I hope the, the relationship ends because he's making it seem like he just threw Kanye under the fucking bus. Well, if you really think about it. So, and then you're addressing and the the, the the final thing is you're you're finally addressing something which I think like I said is strategic marketing for his album. Yo, Chris Ben fetched it a long time ago. like albums and albums years ago. Yeah. Like five, six, seven years ago and he's been on that shit. And Joe you know what I'm saying? Joe watched you too. So it's kind of like, I don't know why he's responding now. You know what I'm saying? I don't I don't know, but I, I liked it. I would say after all this shit, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, that's, all, at the end of the day, we, we enjoyed it. After all this shit we said, I enjoyed it. I was happy that there's, because this is my main thing, is this is hip-hop. This is, this is, hip-hop, I'll always say this, hip-hop's a blood sport, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? It go, you go for the, you go for the jugular, it's, it's all wax, you know what I'm saying? There's no beef, this ain't, you know, hip-hop beef, this is all lyrics, so. Exactly. I appreciated Craig finally stepping up, and I hope this translates into really good music, Word. no pun intended. I'm you know still listening to the album. You know what I'm saying? Oh no, no! Like this is not, this is not, this is not hate. But we should be able to pick apart music because yeah. no one, everyone's quick to say why this song is incredible, which I think is a great song. Yeah, we're we gonna give you that real. We're gonna give you, you know, that real. Breaking down bars, and be, if we're wrong, I would love to hear a rebuttal. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? If we have five good music artists better than Push, which is almost like the, you know, what was that when, um, I don't even remember, never mind. Yeah. But, um, but yo, yeah. yo, check. We gonna, um, we gonna pause it right here real quick for this little small commercial break and we gonna come right back to y'all in a second. Give us a second to say no more podcast. We'll be right back. 
year. You know what it is. It's your boy Al. You know what I'm saying? And thank you for rocking with the Say No More podcast. I just wanted to take a quick time out to give you a little bit of information. You know what I'm saying? So if you wanted any quick um, questions or anything like that, tweet, you know, tweets, whatever, whatever, you can hit us at the Say No More Pod. And that's P- the Say No More POD. That's on Twitter. Everything else is pretty much the Say No More Podcast. And that's on Facebook or Instagram, you know what I'm saying? And it's including the Gmail, the Cinnamore Podcast at gmail.com. So um, just wanted to make a quick shout out to, you know, my brother, Jaquan, a.k.a. Artis, who's the MC that you definitely heard on um, The Essence, which was the tribute to Guru on the Moment of Truth 20th anniversary. You know what I'm saying? He's definitely the engineer. He's making everything sound smooth, good, you know what I'm saying? Layering everything properly to make sure that this show comes out with the best quality that you can get. You know what I mean? So you definitely appreciate that. Nothing gets done by by yourself, you know what I'm saying, you definitely have to have a strong team behind you, you know what I mean, I just wanted to highlight that real quick, Beautiful Noise Entertainment is the building, you already know that's the label, and when you hear the music on here, typically the music is produced by me, I go by DJ Nasla, which is just my name backwards, that's N-A-H-S-L-A, so that's DJ Nasla, and that, you can catch me on that on Twitter, and the same thing on Instagram, you know what I'm saying, as well as Facebook, so just wanted to hit y'all with that little bit of information, all right, now back to the show. One, 